it's gone. It's a grand slam. And that's the ball game. This is the Prospects Baseball Show, your inside look at the boys and girls of summer. Here's your hosts, Dean Millard and Jordan Blundell. Hello there and welcome to the Prospects Baseball Show off-season edition. My name is Dean Millard and as usual, I have the head coach and the AGM of the Edmonton Prospects, Jordan Blundell, in studio. Uh, you know, big debate today. You said it was pretty cold. My <laughs> wife said it was gorgeous. Right. Like, how do I how do I believe either of you when you're so far apart? That's a tough question for you. That's that's going to be tough for you to grapple with. Um, gorgeous is a is a strong word. <laughs> I think it was thrown out there quite loosely today. Gorgeous. It was sunny though. I was looking out the office window. It, it uh, had that Alberta sky. It was blue. It looked like the high sky. It was, mm. it looked great. I mean, minus 10 for me, I guess I'm getting soft, man. Minus like, 10 in, in the winter is pretty gorgeous actually. Uh, like it, <laughs> Look I, at who you're jumping on defending the wall. I'm saying I could handle like if, if, Winter was consistently minus 15 to 20. I'd be happy. Really? Yeah, that, I just don't happiness? like the, Compared to minus 30, minus 40, <laughs> minus the day I pumped gas in Winnipeg uh-huh. in 1996 and it was minus 72 with the wind chill, <laughs> I'll take minus 15 to 20 yeah. and I'll call minus 10 gorgeous. Yeah, minus 10, that's that's right around that outdoor rink town. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm a, like minus six would be better. I yeah, get like it. I wouldn't want to play baseball in minus 10, no. but... ODR, sign me up. Yeah, right? this is good ODR weather. Yeah. That's clear too. I hope the OD, ODRs are open. My neighborhood at ODR is, is shut down right now. Weird. I think it was uh, like a technical difficulty. Yeah, because it's definitely been cold enough. It's cold enough. I saw a cool video uh, the other day, a guy skating on Lake Louise. Uh, those videos in the mountains are unreal. Can you imagine I'd love a, to do that. How, imagine an outdoor game on Lake Louise. It's awesome. Didn't uh, didn't like Molson Canadian have that promo where they, f- they played choppered in, games. in Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. So I got a great outdoor rinks story. So the the neighborhood rink that I grew up with, the outdoor rink, um, and I was way tougher when I was younger, like minus 20, I'd be like trying to get out there. Um, We caught the, my friend and I, we caught the rink. It was empty and the guy had just flooded it. And and it was like, you know, that minus 12. It was one of the, one of the memories I'll never forget. And they do the lines at that time in my community. So it was like, it was mint, perfect. N- not a blade had touched this. It was brand new ice in the middle of winter. Like he reflooded it and it was heaven. It was the lights were on. It was at night. And when you get out there, that whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Mm-hmm. oh, dude, uh, one of my best memories of hockey was just going out there with a buddy on that clean ice, brand new, and hearing the, the, the crackle of the blades on that. It, beautiful, un- unreal. That's part of the. Part of if you don't grow up in the outdoor rink areas of the world, you just don't know. And I think that's why the Canadians love hockey. It's like that kind of experience and memory for me has lasted forever. This sound? Blades of Steel. Did that sound play before you guys? <laughs> in uh, my head. Got a, oh, yeah, exactly. We're going yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> um, you know, what? Uh, we haven't gone in a while, but we used to go once a year and stay at JPL in Jasper, and they have a rink there. Uh, nice. the, yeah, the pond there. right yeah. you can do it like laps so it, it's really cool i love getting outside and uh have you ever have you ever done the rideau canal in ottawa i have not no that's I, cool I, I grew up on rideau street in brandon though 614 rideau yeah. street shout so. out to east end brandon <laughs> uh, so i probably should do the rideau canal yeah. at some point okay so uh today's show we're going to have our prospects year in review we're going to take a look back at jordan's top five moments from this year as uh, head coach and AGM of uh, the Edmonton Prospects. We will chat about Major League Baseball free agency and some other MLB stories, Larry Walker. And we're going to tell you how you will be able to win a pair of Ultimate Sport Passes. Uh, This is, once again, a very cool concept with the Prospects, the Eskimos, the Stingers, and FC Edmonton. Four teams. One ticket to each game, less than 80 bucks. That's great. Pretty great deal. So we're going to give you two of those. 
Uh, so if you have a family of four, you can split them up. We'll tell you how you can win a pair of ultimate sports passes a little bit later on. You can get in touch with us on the program at Prospects Pod, at Jordan Blundell 4, at Duck Millard, and at EDM Prospects, all on Twitter. Instagram, hit us up at Prospects Baseball Show. Same thing on Facebook. You can email us, prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com, and check out a couple of websites, prospectsbaseballshow.ca and prospectsbaseballclub.com. Calm. All right, let's get <laughs> the busy. The dramatic pod. Yeah, like, yes, 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 yes. I've been CA. taking I've been taking acting lessons. <laughs> let's get going with the show. Hey, bada, 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 so bada. God, I'm looking at the curveball. Let's go around the horn and get the big news in baseball. I was I was actually just stalling because I was trying to find the uh, <laughs> around the horn. Uh, intro. Okay, so uh, we continue our look at uh, Major League Baseball free agency. Uh, some of the big names uh, are off the table. Most of the big names are off the table. You still have the bringer of rain, uh, Josh Donaldson, um, who is out there. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu of the Dodgers, Dallas Keuchel. Uh, is out there, Marcelo Zuna, but you're starting to get to kind of the second tier of Major League Baseball free agency, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, like borderline all-stars, Yeah, not not perennial. Well, Yinjin Ryu just... was uh, second in Cy Young voting, but most of these guys are second tier guys. Yeah, yeah, career year. That's right, yeah. I, I, yeah. He worries me, dude. He worries me. Mm, that, how come? Uh, age, the fact that he did the career year uh, in the contract year is, is one of those things that you, you get to be a little bit mindful of um i'm i'm not against the idea that you know he's put it all together and has three or four more unreal years coming uh, i think that there's a dodgers factor there uh the numbers are, are aided by being on such a, a dominant team a good team uh th- there's less pressure there like you don't have to carry the load there, there's a whole lineup of guys yeah, swinging Kershaw bueller wrapped around you, you know right? so it's there's, like there's some like, protection there yeah you know there's protection in the batting order obviously yeah. And there's also protection uh, in the rotation. Um, Yasiel Puig, another free agent, uh, former Dodger, he's out there. Him and Marcelo Zuna, 29 years old. If you had to pick between the two, who would you take? Ooh. I had Puig early in fantasy. He was a keeper, and I had to let him go a couple of years ago. Um, he's I, I probably, really erratic at times. It Trust is me, erratic. Man. It's erratic and, and Ozuna but I seems the, a little I, bit more consistent. Yeah. I, I love the Puig energy when mm-hmm. it, when it's the positive sure. energy, like the, the runs with the, the Dodgers there and, you know, he's kissing Turner Ward, the hitting coach, and they, they had that good chemistry going. Yeah. I like that energy. Um, it, it, you hope it doesn't turn negative or the energy isn't always, you need it to be positive. If you bring in positive energy at that at that level i think it's a bonus for teams but that could quickly turn into negative energy of smashing coolers or getting mad yeah. at teammates i'm not saying he does that but that's how it could go yeah. when and you maybe when not you, quite when, good enough to sustain that the drama yeah when you run red positive you also have the uh, chance of running red negative i think ozuna is maybe a safer play there yeah. um it seems like Puig is maybe more suited a little bit lower in the lineup too, like six seven. Totally, Ozuna, that, that guy that can give you some pop down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't have to carry the load. He becomes more dangerous because of that. I think and, Ozuna can still sit in the middle somewhere. Three, I think four, he, five, yeah, six. I think he, maybe he tries a little bit. Puig might try a little bit too much in the heart of that order, thinking, "Oh, I gotta, you know, I have to be, I the gotta get on for this yeah. guy or whatever." I, I, I think that we're. You're right, Osuna can still bat higher up and you know maybe has a little bit more patience at the plate yeah yeah <clears throat> so i'd probably go ozuna uh if puig was my consolation i wouldn't, wouldn't be so i wouldn't be heartbroken mm. with with that as the consolation um it's got it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where castellanos ends up i think he's better suited in the al uh defensive metrics aren't great in the national league it's a little bit tougher to hide those kind of things um he's a doubles machine i mean shoot he he pushed 60 doubles here this past year uh was on fire when he went to the Cubs. so if he can slide into a a a lineup that's got a little protection he becomes really dangerous i think he's a better option uh as a hitter than puig and ozuna Uh, but the defense isn't quite as good 
So uh, he played most of his career in the American League, right, yeah. with Detroit. Yep. So and but then he had such a great finish with the Cubs. So is it's because of defense you think he belongs in the American League? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I don't think he's a championship team defender. So JD Martinez is kind of in that boat too. He's so he's, he's more a, of a DH. I see him. It's somebody that can play defense, but maybe you don't want him out there 150 games. Maybe maybe he's a a 50 to 70 game left fielder, mm-hmm. you know, picking up probably predom- predominantly the bats he picks up predominantly are probably at the okay. DH position. For, for, you're right. Uh, 58 doubles. I know he was pushing sixty. We were yeah, looking. We were at, talking about that. Yeah, we're hit, we're in the and history. This is a guy who led the league in triples a few years back as well, uh, two thousand and seventeen. Castellanos, ten triples, playing in the big park in Detroit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, where he could uh, hit into the Split corner that and just gap. and uh, and you know not a, a terribly speedy guy. No, uh, but good contact hitter, obviously, and a smart base runner. We, we've we've chatted about that in the past it's not all about speedy gonzalez sometimes you have to be able to read the play properly and you know, know he, when to go and know when to whoa <laughs> there's there, there's still a lot of teams uh that have money to spend here there, there's there's still a lot of movement and then and then you look at jd there's still a market for third baseman right now you know the braves and the nationals potentially the, the dodgers too he's, he's getting he's getting five he's getting five years probably at 25 a year he's probably getting a hundy over a hundy I would think he had 23 last year. So if it's a four year deal, it's got to be 25. You're signing a 34 year old Josh Donaldson for five years. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Uh, it makes zero sense. Every, every, man. All the numbers right now are saying four years for sure. Am Pushing I hot? 90. Yeah, I'm hot. Crap. <laughs> Thanks Wayne. Thanks for backing me up. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't get it. Well, like I just don't understand why anybody would throw five years at, Josh Donaldson. I mean, we were talking about uh, you know Mad Bum having playoff miles. Yeah. Josh Donaldson has miles and injuries. Was healthy this year. I just, I just, there's no way I'd go near it. Uh, what about Mad Bum going to Arizona? From what we've read, uh, big time influence was he has horses. He loves his horses. And uh, you know what? When you're at his point in his career. Why wouldn't you get, yeah. you get a chance to pick where you play? Yep. Why wouldn't you pick it? Like, man, if I loved waterfalls, I'd go to the waterfall capital or whatever. If I liked dolphins, I'd go to San Diego, you know, whatever. I'm just saying yeah. you might as well pick where you want to play. Uh, you like mountains, go to Colorado, whatever it might be. You want nightlife, you go to New York. Mad Bum's 30. He's a, a hall of famer. He's got world series and now he gets paid to go to Arizona did the Diamondbacks surprise you in going out and getting Mad Bum? That's surprising. It's a surprising move. Uh, the D-backs have done this on the pitching front. Granky, right? They've done this before on the pitching front where maybe they came Granky in. Granky should have never left the Dodgers. Yeah. It Just to short my opinion, but the Arizona Diamondbacks just tried this with Zach Granky. Mad Bum's a better well, pitcher. And maybe that that goes back to what we were talking about, Hin Jung Roo. It, 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 he had a little bit more protection and safety within the Dodgers organization Good point. on that roster that he didn't have to be a one. He could pitch like a one out of the three uh, where Granke goes to the D-backs and he is their one. He's the big money guy. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Dodgers, he could slide into the two and, and allow allow Kershaw and then for Bueller to come up, uh, protects, protects him the innings and the matchups. Um, and that's a, that intrinsic value of organizations that, that, you know, a guy has a great year with a, with an organization that's doing really well and then goes and gets big money and goes to a, an organization that doesn't have the same depth, then they get tested and then, then their numbers aren't the same. And if you know, oh, it's a, it's a disappointment in the contract, even though it probably still providing value, it's not, it's not elite, elite value. Cause he's gone down cause the level of the organization isn't the same. Yeah, you, you, if you're a pitcher, you want to try and surround yourself with other good arms. But I like what the D-backs are doing here. Uh, to go get a veteran, they've got some younger arms. I, I'm a huge believer having a workhorse veteran uh, pitcher on your staff um, provides leadership for the younger guys, sets the tone, shows them how to do this at the big league level. Uh, I they, they haven't come up with a Bill James number on what that means. I don't know if you ever could, mm-hmm. uh, but but he will make others better. So that deal, 
will have reverberations throughout the organization. You know, he may he may come in contact with some 20, 21-year-olds right now that are slated for double A in their system in big league camp that a year and a half from now will will come into the D-backs 25-man roster and be able to help and feel comfortable with Mad Bum having tutored them at some point sure. in, a, in a bullpen three times this spring. So I like it for that reason. The D-backs, obviously, in my mind, are a team to watch because of that. They, they've got pieces there. You know, maybe not the biggest names, but they've got pieces. You and I uh, were chatting about, um, you know, the Dodgers, and there was maybe, uh, there's a lot of rumors of, you know, we heard Strasburg, they were trying to get Cole, they didn't make Rendon an offer. Uh, there is interest in Josh Donaldson. You said they need pitching. Would Dallas Keiko make sense in L.A.? 31 years old, left-hander, uh, signed late. Yeah. There's a lot, like, a lot of these free agents have some. Like, I, I can't imagine Dallas Keuchel's waiting till after the All-Star game this year to sign. Because no. it was a, it was the, the pick Attached situation, the pick, yeah. right? Yep. So he's going to be there in spring training. The, the, which makes a big difference for Dallas Keuchel. Because yeah. he wasn't phenomenal down the stretch. No. I, I think he has the same uh, appeal and ability to affect a, a pitching staff as Madison Bumgarner. He, he's got that veteran leadership. Guys in Houston raved about the quality of person he was and, and the type of person it was to work with. Um, th- that plays, man. This is a long season. You're with these guys all all day, every day for you know nine months of the year. Uh, to have somebody that you enjoy being around, you can't put a price tag on that. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys. Somebody's going to get a good good mid to back rotation guy. Um, if you're asking him to be a four, I think you're getting a really good one. If he's forced to be a three, uh, he, I think he can do it. I think there's a little bit more, uh, lo, lo, a few more questions at that point if he is a three. Um, I like him on a deep staff with some young arms. And and shoot, dude, there's, there's a lot of teams still looking like he could end up in St. Louis. He's kind of one of those guys. Yeah. Seems like a good dude. Slide in behind some of those young arms. He could end up in Anaheim and just be a, a, a driving force of a you know a workhorse. Go out there every fifth day, do your job, help the bullpen out, provide some relief there. Um, or he could end up on a mystery team. You know, these mystery teams like the White Sox all of a sudden get in there or, or the Padres go in and get them. Um, there's, there's some more teams with money to spend here that, uh, we haven't seen it. And you just look at Avisel Garcia, he ends mm-hmm. up with the brew crew. Two years, I think. I mean, no, no reports had the brew crew in on him at any point. You know, you take the pundits for, for what it's worth. Um, he's a value pick, you know, two years, 10 million. Like, you know, he's, uh, probably a, a 500 at bat guy. He's, he probably plays 135, 140 games. Um, Puts up numbers, has good at bats, has really matured, and he, you know he's he's a number three outfielder with some pop, and is it plays a game hard, has good at bats. Like that's a guy you can win with. That's a Brewers type move. Find mm-hmm. find someone slightly undervalued that can provide you what you need, which is some OPS, some power, and a good arm, some decent defense, and and you start surrounding those players together, and you find some chemistry, and bada bing, bada boom, you're ro- you're rolling. All right, we've talked about Larry Walker and how important right now he is uh, for Larry Walker. Uh, it's the last chance for him to get into Cooperstown, which is the Baseball Hall of Fame. And, like, the entire country is pulling for this. I mean, listen, I think Ferguson Jenkins was was a great player. Uh, but I think Larry Walker is the best Canadian baseball player ever. So how is the best Canadian baseball player ever not in the Hall of Fame if it doesn't go his way? Now, it's looking pretty good from the reports that we are seeing yeah, so early, far. The early voting yeah. numbers he's in, but that's we're really early. That's what I mean. Yeah, it, it's looking good so far. Yeah. Um, and the voting is is uh, just this month, right? Like it, I it, think so. I think yeah. it ends at the end of this month. So, um, you know, this is a situation where, as I said with Crush when he joined us last week, when you impact an entire country. <laughs> that should count for something. Yeah. Not like never mind the great statistics. Only 31% of his at bats came at Coors Field in Denver. So over 70%, almost 70% of his at bats came in different ballparks where he was phenomenal. MVP and as mentioned, had an impact on provinces, territories, an entire nation. 
got in into baseball because of Larry Walker. And some of the greats of the game have come to his defense, like Tony La Russa, saying he was the best of his generation. See, there you go. You know, if you're the best of your generation, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You as long as that generation lasts more than a year. <laughs> he was a player, man. Like That's right in the wheelhouse of my era. And I was a huge Expos fan when he came up. He was... You know, obviously, I wasn't able to pay as much attention then as I do now with the way fantasy baseball is right mm -hmm. now. Um, imagine him in fantasy. And it, like fantasy plays such a huge role in being he able to hit, determine steal. where guys yep. fit in, in the scheme of their peers. The numbers don't lie. Like your fantasy numbers don't lie. It's, it's a big business now. Um, he would be a first rounder every year. Like you'd be trying to get him. He'd be a keeper. They're the, That's those, right, yeah. If you like for, for our league, he's there's a six player keeper. Yeah, he'd be a 10, 15 year keeper. Like that's a Hall of Fame. He's got those credentials and the 30 30, the power, the OPS. Mm -hmm. You know how I feel about it. We, we, we share the same opinion on this. He's he is a Hall of Famer in, in my mind. Couldn't agree more. And uh, New Year's Eve is the deadline, I think, uh, for everybody to get the votes in and then. Uh, when in January? January 22nd, they announce. So you got to tabulate the votes. You do like the, the people that don't vote properly. And I'm glad that some, it, it's become more public. Guys will post what the, how they sure. voted. Uh, I'm happy for that. Like the, the whole, you're not a unanimous yeah. guy and, and all those things. You were always protected from somewhat archaic opinions about the game and, and we've we've changed you know jeter is the first ballot he should be a hundred percent you know Mar mariano rivera same same boat like he griffey he, no brainer right and and he wasn't it was it, mo it, that yeah, broke that streak yeah. it's transparency yeah that's but, what you want in voting well and that helps because we want the fans are the ones the, the fans are the important part of the game the fans want the, the right players to be rewarded for these things. And, and when there's a, a very small and select group of people that make this decision um, and, and aren't accountable to the millions of people that pay money to go to the games and follow this and, and have fantasy baseball and buy the merchandise and spend their hard-earned money to support a sport they love and players they love and, and the passion they have for the sport, for those fans to be potentially denied a, a player's right into like, all the all that combined just it makes sense like let's be transparent everybody's vote should be out there and if you are silly about it perhaps you shouldn't have a vote you're gonna you're gonna check mark one box of all the players like some of those things that have happened in the past are, are just ludicrous you know, so hopefully we get this right with the voters. I know they're listening to our show, Dino. Oh, we're, yeah. We're, we're pushing this right now. Larry Walker. You know, and, and I don't think guys with uh, personalities that you don't agree with should be excluded either. I mean, Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't agree with anything, really, he says, but he should be in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, it, it's different when you're talking about um, gaining an unfair advantage, whether there was a rule or not. Uh, it's a gray area. But... If you just were a jerk, but you were good, Ty Cobb is in the Hall of Fame, man, and he is uh, one of the legendary all-time jerks in sports. Yeah. So th it's it's silly. What isn't silly is the ultimate sports pass. No. You get a ticket for an Eskimo game, FC Edmonton game, Stingers game, and, of course, a Prospects game for $79. And we have two of them to give away. So here is how you can win a pair of ultimate ultimate sports passes to stick in the stockings this Christmas and make everybody happy. Follow us here on Twitter at ProspectsPod. And also, you have to be following the team at EDM Prospects. So follow us at Prospects Pod. Follow the team at EDM Prospects. Tweet at us. Tweet at us both and tell us who you would take to a Prospects game next year. And you could have a couple of ultimate sports passes in the stockings this year for Christmas. So it's simple. Follow us at Prospects Pod. Follow the team at EDM Prospects. Tweet at us both 
who you would take to a prospects game next year. Let's get back to the action. This is the Prospects Baseball Show. Before we get to your top five prospects memories from this year, a little history class, 1954, Willie Mays, not Willie Mays Hayes, but Willie Mays <laughs> wins the MVP in the rookie season, becoming the first man to do that. And, um, you know, from, from all accounts, from what I've read, it was a pretty dominant season and pretty legendary uh, career. Also should have been a 100% uh, Hall of Famer. <laughs> um, 1991, um, you're, you're going to remember this name, Clemente Nunez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Became the first player in Marlins history, uh, signed a contract at 16, never played a Major League Baseball game. But he was the first Marlin. You have his upper deck top prospect hot shot, hot shot card. Yeah, yeah, I think he puts it on his business card. Was first player in Marlins <laughs> history. 2009, uh, or sorry, 2003, Miguel Tejada signs the richest deal in Orioles history. Six years, 72 million. Another guy that was a bit clouded with uh, um, the whole. He was in the report. The report that went on. But, uh, you know, he came over from the A's and uh, at a time was pretty one of the best shortstops yeah. in the game. Oh, he was legit. There was a question about how old he was. <laughs> I know, yeah. He kind of tailed off there at the end yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> but at times, he, you know, oh, like he was he good was in legit, Oakland yeah. and he lived up to that contract yeah. for the most part. Yeah, he was he was awesome. He was fun to watch. Yeah, I had him in fantasy uh, a number of years. So he was a dependable guy yeah. uh, for his first year, few years in, in Baltimore. And then 09, a deal involving four teams and nine players resulting in two Cy Young Award winners getting traded. So here it is. The Phillies send three top minor leaguers. Um this turned out to be Travis Darno, Kyle Drabeck, son of former Cy Young Award winner Doug Drabeck, and Michael Taylor, who will be traded to get A's third baseman Brett Wallace to the Blue Jays for Roy Halladay. After securing their new ace, Philly sends their former ace, Cliff Lee, to the Mariners to restock their minor league system by getting prospects outfielder Tyson Gillies and right-handers Philip Aumont and Juan Ramirez from Seattle. Two Canadians in that deal. Gillies and Aumont. That's Aumont right. just signed, uh, I believe, with the Blue Jays. Yes, he did, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. He's been in indie ball for a few years and has found his way back in, so he's, he'll get an opportunity. A couple of Cy Young uh, in that, in uh, those deals. That, uh, that was that would be a complicated deal to try and sort out. <laughs> and that's Michael Taylor that ended up in Washington. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he's a not bad outfielder. All right, all right. It is time for our main topic, so let's get it going. Play ball. We are doing our top five prospect moments from last year, and I say we, I mean you, because uh, you were around the team uh, more than I was, um, but. There were some awesome moments, and um, I'll just, uh, before we get into it, obviously opening night was great to be there. It was great to be participating with you and, and interviewing and, and us getting to know each other. Yeah. Um, the broadcast, I think, is a definite highlight that I had. Um, the the marathon three triple header day uh, <laughs> on the Saturday, oh. and then you guys had the double header Sunday and a double header Monday. But being there that day during the ballpark, it, there was just so many great nights. Um, you know, one of the highlights was uh, me and my wife and Cam Moon just sat and watched a game together. And uh, I don't even remember much about the game, unfortunately, but I remember the moment and how special it and was. Yeah, so that is baseball, that, right there. That is that it is yep. that exactly. You had is a great it. great time great great uh and, and it sticks in my mind yeah, the, with, the people i was with yeah. so much as the the score hey, and you know what that's that is what we're proud about we take pride in 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 people being able to have those kind of evenings mm -hmm. where you couldn't remember anything specifically but it was a great night you remember that it was a great was night and you we were it, part yeah. of it yeah awesome and there's going to be many more at the ballpark uh, this year. So let's go number five for you. Uh, your number five moment from this past year with the prospects. Number five moment. We got uh, a great crowd opening night. There's 3,000. We've talked about this a few times, Dean. All that buzz in the crowd. Um, just how you just described it. It was awesome talking to you. The pregame. It was like that true opening day. It, it meant something. It was. It was. There was electricity. Baseball in was the air. alive yeah. in Edmonton. You, you could feel it. You could just. You uh -huh. could almost smell. Yeah. The uh, the anticipation of that game. It was awesome. Uh, really fun to be a part of. Um, it had been 
I hadn't been at that level for a bit. You know, I'd worked with some other guys uh, and kind of running the ship again. So that felt good for me. I had the guys in town, you know, uh, dealing with the players in the lead up to that and, and kind of telling them that, you know, this is going to be a big deal. Um, and for, for a lot of the guys, they'd never played in front of a crowd that size and they were there for us. You know, that's, that's special right. too, right? Uh, so we get to the ninth inning and, and uh, Pierce Blahoyak from Nino, Wisconsin, uh, Yale freshman outfielder, uh, came up huge with the walk-off hit. Uh, energy was was just flowing after that. Guys were pumped. Guys poured out of the dugout. You know, and it's a group of guys that really hadn't been together yet. You know, you don't know anybody. Nope. You, you barely know anybody's name still at that point. And uh, that's a great way to kick off your season uh, to, to develop some team chemistry. And um, it was really cool to... to uh, be a part of that bench coming, ripping out of the dugout to chase him down at first base. And when you walk somebody off, you get that, that jolt of energy and, and to see all the fellas get, you know, get after him and, and get out there to grab him. And, uh, the smile on, on Pierce's face, that was something, man. It, uh, it's probably going to be a memory. I, 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 I never forget. That was a really fun, just. I'm so grateful to be involved in baseball moment, uh, to be a part of that. You know what I love about that moment is we, uh, like the next Monday had Pierce on the, the, the show, this show. And he had talked about how he had three strikeouts in that game. Yeah. And he still came up with the game on the line and was able to deliver. And that's one of the great things about doing this show is, you know, getting inside the head of a guy who hits a walk-off or, you know, goes 10 innings and strikes out, you know, just those moments and, and hearing Pierce, Pierce describe that, that, he just, you know, left the three strikeouts in the dugout and it was a new moment. And that's huge for a young player to yeah. be able to process like, that. Yes. And, and to, so many young guys would carry that baggage oh, yeah. on top of their back yeah. up to home plate and have a four strikeout. Yeah. And you know what? And later in the season, he may have taken at bats into other at bats. Sure. But that night he didn't. And we needed him not to. And then he came through and he had mm -hmm. that moment. Um, I would imagine that's something he's never going to forget, too. It's going to be one of his moments. You know, and maybe something he tells his grandkids years down the line, and that's what's special about baseball. Maybe he sometimes, maybe in uh, 10, 15 years, he brings his kids back to Edmonton yep. and says, this is where I walked off on opening night or yep. something like that. Who well, knows, right? And you know, the, for me, I, I've had those successes, and I've used those successes in years past to help me in a situation that I was in in college so, so for me, I remember I had success on a trip to Toronto with, with a team from Edmonton. We were on a two week trip and I had some success there. And, and when I was in college, you know, we faced some really good arms on that trip. Now I'm down South, I'm facing some good arms. Um, and I went right back to Hey man, you've done this before. You've had big hits. You've, you've hit good guys. You can do this and, and then use that to, to help me have success in the moment you know, four years later down the line and, and Pierce will be able to do that as well. It's like, you know, you've been in this moment before you've had, you've had a tough day. We need you to come through now. And it's like, you know what? You had that experience last summer. That's going to come up some point this year with Yale and, and he's going to come through because of it. All right. I, I love this list because four of the five guys on this list all have podcast karma because they were all a part of the show this year. Uh, number four is, uh, Something that uh, was was a, a big feather in the cap for the organization because yep. you guys were hosting the All-Star game. The weather didn't cooperate, and unfortunately, that's a, a low light of the whole season. But you guys made the best of it, and the best of your team was the best of that game that night. Yeah, it sure was, Dino. And it was so crazy. When we, right when we got to game time, all the clouds went away. <laughs> like was, but during the home run derby, it was, it was just yeah, pouring, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was that soft island rain. It wasn't okay. So wasn't it was like it was raining. It was real, but it was kind of soft. It wasn't killing. But at one point, it was just pounding yeah, down. We, we during probably that had day. about ten minutes of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we had to cut the derby short a little bit. But as the game happened, uh, Travis Hunt. Uh, you know, he's coming lot. back, by the way. Yeah, he's coming back. Uh, he meant a lot to the team, and and uh, was you know selected to go to the All Star game, rightfully so. And and uh, he ended up playing the whole game. Uh, the the West manager, uh, Coach Schmidt from from Okotoks, uh, you know, wanted to take care of the hometown guys, uh, which which I definitely appreciate. That's a classy move. Uh, 
uh, from a rival, but you know what? There were no rivals. It was East versus West. We, were right. up, we had a great time together. And uh, yeah, he, uh, he made the decision that he was going to let Trav do his thing. You know, Trav was one of those guys that no matter who you were, you respected how he went about his business. And, and Trav ended up being the all-star game MVP. He had a couple hits, um, did, did, did what he does in right field, was all over the field making plays on the run and, and down the line. And um, it, was a, it was a great moment for Trav. It was well-deserved. All right, so we're going to get to some player signings uh, in a little bit, but uh, Travis Hunt is one of those guys that's coming back. And so was the All-Star game, right? All-Star game's back. It is. Let me quickly check. I got the date here. It was the first week of July last year because it was on the same day as the uh, the Brick Final, uh, which I was also doing. So our, our the crew at ICU Video was, they were was split on that yeah. day. So they you, put they put on a work ethic show during yeah, that. They were, yeah. That was some. No doubt. So the All-Star game is back again. July 18th will be a, a Fan Fest home run derby that evening. And then uh, July 19th, Sunday, will be the game. I love how you guys have split that up. I really, because you know what? Maybe people are busy. Um, you know, maybe something is going on Sunday and they can't get to the game, but it gives them an opportunity to participate in something on Saturday. Bravo to you guys for splitting that up. Yeah, thanks. And and we're going to put together a mini pack that includes this All-Star Game weekend pass. I Awesome. I can't give out too many details. We're still working with the with the Santa's elves on this mini pack. All right. But it's going to include a couple of the other things that we do in the summer. It's going to be an exclusive big game type mini pack. It will include an all-star game weekend pass. We're really excited about. We're kind of on the finishing stages of what that will all mean. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure uh, I have some connections with the team. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to give a couple of passes away on this show next year. I think that's a good prediction. Yeah, all right, get my crystal ball out of that. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, number three is a guy who at one time went deep at then Safeco Field uh, with the uh, where the Seattle Mariners play. Uh, told us that story on the show. Uh, your power-hitting catcher did something pretty awesome against Yorkton. Yeah, had a huge, huge hit for us. So we had that seven games in five days, the triple hatter, the couple double hatters. Uh, and we knew going into that, um, I knew, we didn't really talk to the players about this, but uh, coaching staff knew we're going to need to win all seven. Um, if if we slip up here, we're we're going to be in trouble. We're your gonna, your we're gonna margin lose of break. error was so slim. It was. Uh, we uh, I just felt like if if we do drop one, we're going to be in a tie break. We're going to lose that tie break. So, um, it, and it was cool. We it's not something that we brought up to the players. Like they were there to to get their job done. And I really loved how our guys just approach coming to the yard and doing their work it was like an insurmountable amount of innings to play and um kudos to them it was it was young professionals really fun time to be at the yard it was like it honestly was like baseball christmas it was just like go to the yard play these games hang out in between games get the spread have some food relax hey hit the field guys we got to play again so we uh The three, three games in, in the one day, we win the first one. It was a continuation. Uh, we started mm-hmm. in the second inning, played nine. The next game was a seven it was, inning. It was really important in that game uh, for your pitcher, Tanner Roundy, to go a long ways into that game. Yeah. And his dad was watching it with yeah. us because that was our contest day. But that was key for him to, to give the rest of your pitchers that you were going to need later that day and that weekend a rest. 100%. And, and Tanner, Tanner's one of those guys that just did work. You know, you needed something done. He was a guy that would do it. I absolutely love the no leadership. No questions, just went yeah, at it. Just, I love the leadership and, and what a great person and a great ball player he was. And, and you're right, you know, we needed him to soak up innings. Uh, play on words there, the soak up with the weather that we had. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so anyway, we get to the, the middle game <clears throat> uh, and we're down. And, and it just seemed like, you know, it it's probably the most frustrated I was all year. I, I could, I was trying not to allow my frustration to seep out of me. Uh, we're supposed to win this game. Um, and it's not going well. And, and you know, we chip back and, and then we give it up. And it was like, my goodness, this, this doesn't look good. So we get to the seventh thing. We're down two runs. Um, you know, you got to get a guy on base. We need more than one on and, uh, you know, lead off walk. And then we get the next guy on. Um, and, and now we're in a situation where we've got a chance here. Um, I can't remember all the details of what I'm sure we tried to steal some bases. That's what we did. That's what we did all summer. You, you, you got a guy into scoring position. Yeah, we run, we run 
that's what we do. Game on the line, uh, we do what we do. Uh, and so how it played out, it, it ended up being bases loaded. I believe one out. Uh, Jake Gary comes up. And, and for me, and we're down still. We're, we're down a run. I think we had scored. Uh, our season's on the line here. It's the bottom of the seventh. Um, we're facing their guys. Got a little velo, got a slider. And Gary comes up. And you know what, Dino? It was uh, it was one of the biggest hits of the year, but we just needed one of our guys to do what he did. And Trav had got on base. like He, he hit like five, 550. That as soon as stretch. Gary made contact, the game, you game, the was, game over. was over. It, was, it just sounded like a base hit, right? It split the gap. Yeah. Nobody had a chance. It was 30 feet past it where everybody was yet. playing big gap. And um, it was a walk-off. Guys piled out again. And, and uh, the significance of that hit uh, for what we ended up, overcoming as a baseball team to to get into the playoffs uh you know you you need your guys to perform when it comes down to it and and jake was up in that situation he was an rbi guy he's in the middle of the lineup he's a five hole he's a guy that drove runs in for us all year we needed him to do it there and and uh, sure enough he came up with the big hit so that's really what helped propel us and and you know what that also gave us some energy you know we had more games to play and and Mm -hmm. that you know i kept you if you would have lost that game then your morale is down. Yeah. You might not have that boost of energy that a win gives you late in the game of your next game. So it was, you know, it was, listen, it was, uh, they were all important. Like they, they, <laughs> you, you, you had no margin of error, yeah. but uh, it's like I said about the Houston Astros. Um, if Altuve doesn't make the play that he makes, he doesn't get to hit the game winning home run, right? Yeah. So if, if you don't get that from Jake Gary, you don't get into the playoffs and you maybe don't win the next game. You get into the playoffs and that's where moment number two comes in. And this is from a guy who we learned on this show had so many surgeries on his wrist. One arm is shorter than the other. It's his pitching arm, I think. And he still deals and he still dealt all year long for you, especially in game two. Tell me about Hunter Boyd. Game two. So, uh, so we ran his pitch count up. Everybody can hear that from me. It's uh, it's a senior. He's a graduated player. Um, We let him go. Uh, There were times we had guys going in the pen and and ready to go. And it, um, you know, Hunter's never going to tell me he's done, uh, but he was right at that point. He was going to be done there. We let him go back out for the 10th inning. Um, just one of those special moments that uh, is a kind of a, a franchise-type performance on that side of the baseball, uh, on the mound. You know, every year you probably, you know, and, and over the, the course of the, the, you know, Pat's ownership of the ball club 10 years, there was a couple years that, that weren't very good. I doubt they had many of these type of moments on the mound, but... You know, moving through, they had to, we had, we had some playoff success before I got here. You know, made it made a couple of runs to the final. Sure. You know, I'm, and I wasn't there for those, but I, you know, I guarantee you, there was one or two times that somebody just got it done on the mound, and, and you need that to, yeah. to have a special team. And Hunter went out there; he's about 130 pitches, um, ten innings, uh, <laughs> and just battled like the absolute definition of a guy that just wouldn't give in. Um, bulldogged it up. Uh, made big pitches when he needed them. We gave up a couple runs in the ninth inning. To did Surrett. you think of taking him out? Totally, totally, hundred um, percent. Why didn't you? It's Hunter Boyd. So what ultimately? You know, did you talk to uh, yeah, Austin? Like, and... like he comes in, yeah. Like so, so in that situation, Dean, um, if he had been a younger arm, he he had never even seen the ninth. Sure, inning. yeah, yeah. Um, Knowing what was at stake, that the, you know this could be his final outing, uh, played a little bit into it. You know, we're we're still hopeful we're going to win this series and move on, and we're going to need him again. But you know, there was that that thought. But he process. wasn't going to pitch again in that series. No, he wasn't going to pitch again for five or six days. So you know, we'd have to get to the finals before he even sees them out again. Okay. Um, you know, talk to you know, like seventh inning. You start talking about where we're at with him or with Austin. Uh, this is with the pitching coach at this okay. point, um, and. and I have full confidence in Austin, uh, but but how I like to do things, and and I have different relationships with different players. And you know, this is a, at the end of the season, so uh, the relationship I had with Hunter at that point was, yeah, you know, I'm going to go up to him and see how he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so the you start touching base in the seventh inning, you look in his eyes, see how he's doing, what's going on, and I'm you know I'm not special, I can't tell you know, but you have a connection with the player. 
Okay, he's still good. The the velo's still the same. The command's still the same. Well, you could tell if a person's tired from their eyes, man. For you, sure, you're, you're right on that. For sure, and, and like I don't want don't want to try and pretend I'm a pitching whisperer. No, but you know, I'm a you've been around enough baseball yeah, players. Yeah, and and Hunter, you know, we we've been through some some battles throughout the year, and I'd taken him out, you know, maybe a little bit earlier than he'd wanted at some points, uh, and then we let him go uh, an extra inning here and there because he wanted it. So. There's a little bit of give and take there, uh, but you know, start check touching base with them in the seventh inning, you know, eighth inning, then the ninth inning. We give up the lead. I'm like, shoot, dude, like I can't send it back out. We got to tie this up. I can't send it back out. Um, and he, you know, he, he said, I, I want this. I want this. You Did know, he c- come and say that to you? I go up to him. Yeah. Um, and Hunter is one of the most respectful players I've ever had. He's not an out, ma- massively outgoing guy from from what I saw. Right, not a naturally. He's not going to beat the drum and that's force right, yeah. me, and, and you know, that's right. Hold me up at gunpoint to to get the other inning. He'll he ultimately would respect the decision I'm making, whether he agrees with it or not, and I appreciate that from him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I made the decision to go back with him in the tenth, um, and uh, absolutely uh, love what he gave us. Yeah, a special moment for him. He was one of those guys that. That did a lot of things behind the scenes um, that, that made our team better, connected with the fans, some of the relationships uh, he made with some of the kids. Uh, I've got messages asking if Hunter's coming back uh, from fans. Unfortunately, um, he can't. He can't. And, and then they. And, and, and can you explain why? And so there's an eligibility in our league. Um, once you've completed your senior year in college, uh, you're allowed to play that summer and that's it. Mm-hmm. So um, he completed his senior year in May. He gets to play the summer, and now he's aged out. Uh, one fan actually asked me to bring him back as a pitching coach, and <laughs> I, I I told him I talked to him about that, but he's uh, he's kind of starting his real life now. So well, he he had uh, spoken to us about having an interest in going into some police work. Yeah, so. yeah. So he's working towards that now. Good for him. Um, you know, and, and as soon as he's I'm not resisting that arrest. No, he's no, a big dude. He is. As soon as he gets all the qualifications uh, check marked off. He's going to be hired, yeah. no doubt about One that. One of those guys that, um, you know, is like a glue guy on the force. It was a yeah. glue guy on your baseball team, yeah. right? 100%. Okay, um, so he did what he did, yeah. so your number one moment could happen. This is kind of Altuve. This is. You know, like, without what Hunter did, number one doesn't happen. Yeah, so we go down, uh, and it's the bottom of the 10th. You know, uh, Hunter got us out of trouble, but we go down in extras. End up getting the bases loaded. Uh, our guys just, and that's kind of what we did. You know, maybe one of the things we weren't great at this year was execution. You know, we we left some things on the table. Um, you know, and then at times we did execute. I would love to have seen that happen a little bit more. You know, 100% obviously unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there, I think that we could have been better. So uh, we're facing their guy. Uh, guys bringing some Chad, one of their better guys out of the back end, the Okotoks Dogs. Um we had good at bats, Dino. You know, like we didn't expand. We just we buckled down. We need a couple base runners, guys, and and you know they provided that opportunity, and and we allowed them to go ahead and walk us, get on base, get on base. So as it turns out, we get bases loaded, um, and there's uh, one out. Uh, Tyler Maskell from Hendersonville, Kentucky, comes up. And Tyler played some second base and some third base for us and, and really had a great ending to the year. Like it, it, the quality of his at-bats really turned and he, he was a really important player for us down the stretch. And in the, those seven games, um, he was one of the catalysts, you know, when we had to win out, you know, he was one of those guys that, that had stepped in there and, and really got it done. So Tyler comes up and uh, two strikes and it was like, their guy could not find the zone and he was all over the map and, and our guys were, were allowing him to walk us and give us base runners. And Tyler comes up, it's like, foop, foop, O2 count, <laughs> like O2 count right away. Um, you got to hate that as a hitter. And I, and I feel for a guy that has to deal with that guy can't find the zone all of a yeah. sudden, paint, paint, O2. Uh, ends up battling a couple pitches and hits, uh, puts a ball in play. And it's a seeing eye through the turf, about 19 hops, their shortstop fully laid out, just misses his glove ball, rolls into center field. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm. We got a guy at second base, Davis Pratt uh, from St. Albert, Alberta. Podcast Karma. Podcast Karma. He's on second base, and and yeah, I'm waving. Like <laughs> we're as soon as here. the bat, the ball is hit. Uh, are you waving? I'm already. You waving. knew it was going to get passed. Uh, we're waving there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like <laughs> you might have to put a late stop sign up, but you want to indicate that. Yeah, we're you going. want him in the mode, and if we're he has mode. to slow down yeah. or slide or whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's a go no go to launch. If you're from NASA down in Houston, there, Corpus Christi, we're yeah. go no go to launch, and we're going right now. Uh, so I'm waving, and Davis comes flying around the bag. Um. <laughs> my for me i just stopped watching i was like so jacked up i like i barely turned around to see the play because i was i was working so hard at waving dang near pulled my shoulder out davis comes ripping around the bag like i'm heading into the outfield for some reason because i'm hustling up the line because i'm i'm probably 20 30 feet down the line as the play develops right. so he's got an angle eyeball wise to see me i start waving and i'm working back towards the bag and we pass each other and he's going to score. And like, I look back, bang, bang, play at the plate called safe. You know, I mean, if there's video review, they would have been reviewing it. And, and the funny thing is we do have video mm -hmm. and it did show him as safe, but it was that close bang, bang at the plate safe guys pouring out of the dugout. They had the rally caps on, or, you know, whatever kind of magic baseball voodoo you got going to get this run across our guys on the bench were playing it up and the bench just pours out. Um, and, I, and I had a great moment with, with coach Guzzo, like he was right there and it was just a big leaping hug into each other's arms. And, um, yeah, and that's, that's joyous, uh, feeling for, for me to have our guys get to do that for them to get to experience that as a group, the battle to get to this point, Hunter's performance, Maskell's big hit, you know, play at the plate, you know, so many guys did so many things in that game to help us win. I'm just so happy for our guys and coach Guzzo. We get a fight to play another day. Um, so, so my happiness is just in the fact that our guys get to be that happy with each other. We're right at the end of the summer. Uh, and, and on top of that, you know, we had 2000 fans in the ballpark. Um, the energy, the, the, the boom of the, the crowd when he was called safe at the plate, all that encompassed into this moment. It, it, for me, that's the, that's the moment of the year. Yeah. My favorite moment all time was uh, when you guys got things going down the stretch. We won a game yesterday. The speech that you <laughs> gave was awesome. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. <laughs> uh, you gave a great Lou Brown speech. Uh, okay, before we wrap up, uh, we mentioned Travis Hunt will yep. be back. Uh, you've signed a few players now. It's nice to be able to get that yeah. going. Uh, give us some uh, some information on where that stands for you guys. So I got uh, we, we've got Travis Hunt done. Um, we've got Trevor Berg done. Uh, Trevor, right-handed pitcher from. Uh, Henderson, Nevada. That's right. Yeah, yeah just outside of Vegas. Him uh, and uh, Tanner. And Tanner, Tanner are, yeah. their dads are tight, and they're pretty yeah. tight and stuff. They yeah. they traveled up here Too together. Great. Yeah, that awesome. was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Trevor's a great kid. Uh, really appreciate what he does and how he does it. Is really subtly better than hitters. You just don't think he is, and then eight innings, two hits, and Wayburn like comes out of nowhere and just deals okay you know and it's so consistent i lo loved having him on the bump so he'll come back in and we'll uh we'll see him in the starting rotation uh we got hard throwing scotty gillespie from mm -hmm. sherwood park uh he's at uh, the university of arkansas monticello uh trevor berg's at the university of texas permian basin uh scotty gillespie uh he's got this sidewinder action I ended up catching one of his bullpens late in the year, just the way that we didn't have any catchers there at that time. He needed some work. So I volunteered like a, a dummy because his stuff is so good. It was tough to catch. And, you know, I don't have any gear on <laughs> thinking I can handle this. And the, the pitch is just diving. The movement he has on that, it was unreal, Dino. So Scotty's coming back. He'll be a, uh, he's a senior, complete aged out. This will be his last summer. Uh, we're going to see him at the back end, uh, mowing guys down. I mean, he had a couple appearances this year where it was just dynamite. Uh, so we're looking forward to having him at the back end. Um, I'll, 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 uh, we haven't announced this yet. Um, I'll give you two more names that have signed that okay. just haven't got, got it out there yet in the public. Uh, Jesse Ponawazic, 
uh, from from the Parkland minor baseball system okay. it will be back. Um, you know, Jesse, Jesse, you know, just to be honest, probably came in as, you know, at the back end of the, the pitching staff last year, and he's going to need to earn innings and fight to get innings. And that's exactly what Jesse did, uh, was super reliable for us, um, was a strike thrower, worked quick, just all those things that as a coach you're looking for in, in an arm. And he's got some good stuff too. Uh, he's consistently got better through his college years. He's playing at uh, Okanagan College. Mm-hmm. coached by Jeff White who That's we've right. had on the podcast um and he's he's improved we we've stayed in touch here through the fall as we signed him and um he's still developing uh so he he'll be back we're really excited to have Jesse back um and you know what the sky's the limit for Jesse in this league you know he he'll be given the opportunity to continue doing what he did last year which was just have consistently good outings uh so we're excited about that and uh, I'll give you a new face a new name uh, we'll give you a little local flavor cause we're not coming on here for a little bit. Um, Mike Brisson from, uh, St. Albert minor baseball. Nice. Uh, Mike has, uh, has a little bit of family ties to our, to our team. His, his older brother, Matt has, has been a prospect awesome. veteran, uh, and a big part of some of the success they had, uh, before I got here. Um, they had a couple playoff runs. Matt was a big part of that. Um, so Mike Brisson was, uh, a, a team Alberta player in the Canada cup in grade 11, um, I was fortunate enough to be asked to be on that coaching staff. So I was with Mike down in, in uh, Moncton um, and, and watched him play against, you know, Canada's finest kids of that age for the most part. And man, he stood out, stood out like a sore thumb. He's just a baseball player. <laughs> I think guys are going to really, uh, I think our fans are really going to enjoy Mike and the energy and, and style of play he brings. Um, I was fortunate enough to coach Mike uh, at the academy level for a couple of years and um, he kind of fits the mold of the type of players we've we've spent some time recruiting. He, he'll be able to run a little bit. Um, he's competitive. He's a competitor. Uh, I think he's a guy that the fans will enjoy. Um, so there's a little bit of uh, breaking news for the podcast. Mm. Uh, we'll we'll announce both those guys here in the next couple of days. Um, but excited to have them. And, and uh, we have a few more other players we're just about ready to announce as well. All right, looking forward to that. Uh, next week, uh, we will do our top five moments from the Major League Baseball season. Uh, and then on New Year's Eve, we will have a special year in review for this show. Some of the better interviews, some of the better stories, some of the better guests that we had. Uh, so next week, uh, you'll be back out for our top five Major League Baseball uh, moments and uh, New Year's Eve. I'll give you the night off on New Year's okay. Eve, and I'll, I'll okay. put that Do together. you have some plans for NYE? You got anything going nah, on? I don't think so. Maybe just uh, head down to Rutherford where friends of ours live. Uh, we usually chill out with them, but uh, I, I'm, I'm way past the point of... Uh, trying to wait for a cab on New Year's oh, Eve no anywhere. Care, hey? uh, I, I don't mind going for dinners and stuff like that. Yeah, but, spending time with but I, people. Yeah, I, I want to be, I'm, we're driving now. Like we're no. not, we're not 17, 18, 19, waiting for a cab, freezing our butts <laughs> off outside. So yeah. um, I, I don't mind going out early. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not, uh, so are you, are you a stay there till midnight? You maybe be home by 10 and enjoy midnight. Yeah. Here? I, yeah. Last, last year we were in Red Deer, a friend of ours band was playing. And at 10 o'clock I looked to my wife and I said, how are we making it to midnight? Yeah. And then she said, wait a minute, how are we making it to 2am? Cause we came with the band <laughs> and we were, they, they live on an acreage. So we we're not getting a cab. So at 10 o'clock we still had over four hours to go and we were driving. So we, I am definitely maybe go for dinner, come home throw on a movie and you know celebrate quietly yeah. whereas you know before in my younger days it would everybody wants to party you get yeah. smarter as you get older what yeah. about you yeah and, uh uh working on the little plans maybe end up at uh rogers for the the, oh. the the rangers oilers i don't know yet i've done that before that's awesome it's fun yeah fun time. Uh, new year's eve game because you know what you're you're done early enough yeah. so you can do something still. well you know a part of the christmas tradition for me has always been world juniors and mm-hmm. there's been some unbelievable oh. new year's eve games man like the johnny Tavares. yeah and, uh so some sort of mix of that. I'm a, you know, I'm a big hockey fan, so I'm, I'm going to get my fill there. But to, to be able to be in the building, I love going to those games. Um, you know, it's a treat. It's a privilege. Yeah. You know, it's expensive. So uh, if we get to, if I get a chance to do that, I'll enjoy that. It's New York, you For know, the sure. Rangers. So it'll be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. If you enjoyed the show, uh, please subscribe. Uh, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get the show, please subscribe. And if you do enjoy it, 
let us know. Leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you think, what you would like to hear better, and what you like, how we do things if you do. And if you would like to be involved in the show in an advertising way or other, email prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com. That's prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com. What we'll also do next week is uh, maybe some uh, sports-related gifts or something like that. We'll <laughs> we'll get into some Chris, maybe some Christmas wishes that we have for next baseball well, yeah, season. Top five so wishes. That's uh, yeah. So we, you can maybe cover things. that from the Dodgers angle if, if you got to pull all the strings <laughs> yeah. and got what yeah, you want. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll do our top five moments of the baseball season, but also a top five Christmas wish list for your team. Ooh, I'm already thinking of something that is slightly off of that because i always got to be difficult but i'm already thinking of one <laughs> all right okay, all, all right, right all right looking forward to that uh, thanks as always we'll talk to you next monday well we'll talk to you on friday uh when we do our uh, baseball hit but we'll see you next monday enjoy the week and uh ban the shift <laughs> it's gone it's a grand slam. And that's the ball game.